Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again this week is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I feel like I've given up on trying to fight you on that. I'm just going to let you have it. Is that it? Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Taking one for the team. Uh, Don't mention that album. Oh, oh, What? That's a Simple Plan album. Uh, uh, oh, I don't uh, know the name of their albums. I just know their music. Uh, 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 anyway, <laughs> hopefully everyone listening is doing well. It's still, it's week, what is this, week 35 of quarantine in the United States? <laughs> We've all lost counts. Some of us didn't even know how to count to begin with, so I'll just say that's a good number to really go with. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to start things with a little bit of brevity, and I just want to say hello to everyone in the chat room, all of you tuning in right now to do this live on YouTube and like with us while we record it live. Um, some of you are checking things out when it's very late or very early in the morning, depending on where you are. Thank you again for doing that. Um, we're going to want to open up with a bit of a down situation but it does require things to be addressed because of how important it is and we'll try to go through it we'll try to give facts first before i start um really giving my thoughts on everything however i do feel it needs to be pointing out about a little over a week ago um austin carlisle from of mice Ben was accused and given a lot of evidence of him man what's a good way to do this soliciting minors on tour um, he's been away from Mice Men for a few years now. I've seen the band several times with Austin Carlisle, and boy, he has a lot of evidence against him, and he's in a lot of trouble. And it's, he's denied everything. He's admitted that he's made a lot of mistakes, and he was not the best person growing up. However, he said everything that he's accused of in the last week is not true. And he also is saying... A lot of messed up stuff just in the defense saying he's a man of God now, he is a family man, and everything that's set, set against him is just an attack and completely unbased. Despite several people coming into claims and showing text messages back and forth of him trying to do stuff with minors. So, boy, that's a mess. Um, about a week ago, about this past week, especially a few days ago, um, someone named Roxy came forward about the vocal, the vocalist Chris Franzak of Attila. And people who have been following Rox for a while know I am not a fan of Attila. I will not get into that right now. However, the statements against Chris Franzak and his rebuttal against all these accusations, they're both bad for very different reasons. On June 17th, Roxy Vienna, she goes by a different handle on Twitter, but that's her name, Roxy, and that's how Franz responds to her. He, She openly says that Franz manipulated her, guilt-tripped her, got her drunk, and did several other things to have sex with her. All of these things happening overseas while he was on tour and happened several times through several tours, and she was only 17 the entire time. And he, mm. and he was aware of that. And there are many, 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 many text messages and screenshots of messages of him trying to entice her to come to him. Um, asking her to come shower with him. Asking him to do many other stuff. Um, wanted to hang with you privately. Disappearing into the tour bus. And she openly says that it was not rape 
it was consensual, but she still feels and realizes that this was definitely um, not okay. She felt like she was being manipulated. She was only 17, and it kept happening over and over and over again. Apparently, other girls have gotten on this also. Other girls have pretty much said, uh, made other accusations against Franz over the past two years. It's not gotten better, but this one is the main one because this is a post that Chris Franzak has replied to on video on his Instagram, um, pretty mm. much rebutting everything. The hill he's dying on is saying, I definitely never raped her. There was never rape. How dare you say anyone or anyone say that I raped her? And she's pointing out that I never said you raped me. It was consensual. However, I was not in a right state of mind. I was drunk and 17, and you kept manipulating me and kept begging me and guilt-tripping me into doing this. And that's where it stands right now. He said he's not going to say anything else about the situation. He ha he is lawyering up, to put it as a right term. And that's where it is right now. However, other girls are posting uh, accusations against Franz as well. Some of the things that are really messed up in his statement, though, on Instagram. This was a video statement, not text. Like, people have transcribed it. He ID'd women before they hooked up. Which, mm. first of all... Ew. But yeah, second that's... of all, ugh, mm -hmm. ugh, second of all, he still had to have known that she was 17. And this is where more my opinions come in now. This is everything I just said was all the statements that I could possibly make from all this. However, what's really messed up is he still knew she was 17. And even if it was overseas, he was a grown man trying to manipulate and entice a drunk 17-year-old. Mm. And I saw several people online trying to defend, to defend this king of the scene, which is someone is saying, oh, that's so lame. But regardless, um, this is where I start getting upset about it. If anyone, I see anyone online making this argument, this is when I get furious. The argument that, well, actually... Uh, the age of commit of uh, the age, what is it called? Um, consent. Age of consent and legality is younger than it is in other places. So while in the United States it's eighteen, it's actually younger in places in Europe. Go screw yourself if you think that's your age. That's also like the drinking age. Yeah, fine. It's, okay, it's, it's lower over there. So for anyone saying like you know, yeah, for most places. For most places, yeah. it is 18, sometimes 17, regardless. Yeah. But, but overseas, it's younger. So um, It's one thing to be drinking a glass of wine at 17. It's another thing to mm -hmm. be lured into showers and buses when you're drunk at 17. Yeah. So yeah, his statements do not only confirm that, yes, he was sleeping with a 17-year-old and begged her to do it several times. Mm. Many times. That whole argument of, well, in Europe and parts of the UK, the age of consent is only 16 to really treat her as a legal adult. It's still a grown man trying to sleep with someone in high school. Yeah, that's... Ugh. I said at the end of last year that bands like Attila are killing the scene style of music. The scene is poisoned. And you know what? It's five, six months later... I don't know how much more I can rest my case. What other proof do mm -hmm. I need to point? The music itself is 
um, an acquired taste. I'll even give you that without really ragging on different types of music in that scene style. This band, Attila, is one of the top, most respected and beloved bands of that scene. And this is who you have now. And people, yeah. and people, there are so many women too that are defending this guy wearing his, the band's like intentionally offensive merchandise. And that's what it is too. Like Attila is known for having intentionally offensive and shocking merch just to have their name on there. Yeah. Stuff like say yes to drugs and I'll oh. murder your child for a piece of pizza. Those are Attila shirts. Who the heck would pay money for that? I've seen oh, I've seen people in them. I've oh. seen I've seen women on shiprocked crews and other stuff wearing those shirts. That's disgusting. It is, but you know what? There's still the fact that this is his statement saying, Yeah, um, I knew she was 17. I ID'd her. We hooked up, that was that. But I didn't rape her, and that's where he's supposed to feel like he's a better guy. No, forget him. Forget this. If you still support mm. Attila, you have serious problems. And someone else, the only one person that I've seen made this argument, because this is a trash argument. Well, yeah, what he did was awful, but it's not nearly as bad as what other band members did, like that other band from Wales. I'm referring to um, Voldemort Rule, he who shall not be named from the band LP. Leave it at that. Not Linkin Park, by the way. Another band that has the initials LP. Um, just so because what someone else did is way worse does not lessen how bad Chris Franz is. No. Forget yeah. it. Not a chance. So, as of now, I'm not even going to address Attila as a band unless they really do something to make cleaner statements than what they've done. And... Uh, that whole oh. scene side of music is just such trash now. It's gotten so much worse. It's already well known that there's so many people in that defending that scene style just for the sake of defending it. And it's it's not going to get better. And that's what sucks, too. It's not. Like a band like Asking Alexandria 10 years ago, like really at the start and like the height of that band of that. And they were doing the edgelord shocking merch type stuff back and lyrics, too, back in the day. They grew up. Say what you want about them. They grew up. And even they point out that this whole scene, the audience for the scene, the fans are really messed up now. But then you look at the bands themselves, like Attila. How do you really expect things to get better? I just made the mistake of looking up Attila merch. Like current. Okay. All right. We're going to, I did not even think of that. Gretchen, can you please send me a link and we'll show the audience because that actually is worth See, if you're watching this live on YouTube, yeah. if I'll, do I want to post links on this on Get Rock if you're listening on Spotify? I don't know. I'll, that'll be a hitter there. Okay. Probably Rest- not because like, oh. I don't get offended, easily, but there are like okay. two or three shirts here that okay. I'm sitting here going, like, if you're wearing this, you're a moron. Okay. Is everyone ready for show and tell? Because I'm going to start showing this on YouTube. Okay. You have to go like all the way to the bottom to get to the one I'm Okay, or, all right. like actually referring to. Okay. Um, you'll I, you'll yeah. know what it is. <laughs> uh display three. Okay. So in a second it's gonna start showing on screen. Okay, so merch now for Attila, forty seven items. The F U T shirt. Okay, that's that sounds about right. Um the ugly ink splot Attila, that's just their band logo, whatever. 
Attila, don't be... What does that say? The women's t-shirt? Don't... Wait, what? The seventh one, second row. Uh, second row, seventh one. It's hard for me to zoom in while I'm doing don't the live stream. Be, don't be basic. Don't be... Ba oh my gosh, coming from Attila. Okay. <laughs> okay, don't be basic, whatever. Guilty pleasure, Attila. Oh, oh, oh. Attila yeah, International. Well... The A logo. Some of this is just generic. They have oh, the so is just generic. That's fine. The just... Attila album logo with the tracks on the back. Attila, uh, Stone, Santa Claus, Attila Christmas sweater, Attila hate me. Yeah, well, I've got a feeling if you're wearing that shirt, that's you don't have to tell people to hate you. Um, Attila merch, Attila merch, just band names, party metal. Okay, so nothing crazy yet. More Christmas sweaters hoodies yeah. attila villain oh gosh there's the one that's his big saying that suck my that one right there that's points well that's not even the one that i was referring to I, I'm, I'm sure i'll get to it i'm sure i'll see it that's been a oh, statement yeah. of attila's for years that's what chris franzak thinks is edgiest of edge lords and he thinks it's it hilarious. also doesn't I've, make any kind of sense it doesn't not at all but he thinks that's funny because it's, it's a catchphrase like it's a middle schooler that just learned curse words and is trying to spew them out coherently but can't it's also someone learning english but doesn't have a grasp on how to use the correct profanity and the right terms yeah so and that's a castanic comedian made that point too uh from the oh. philippines it was actually pretty funny it's like watch learning hearing his mom who doesn't have a grasp on english trying to say that like oh, you God. you son of a crap it's just stuff like that <laughs> but that's what it sounds like but that's been his thing like i've seen many women in that in those shirts too oh. many 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 so we're going to keep moving. Attila villains, Attila villains, Attila villains, Attila hoodie villains, Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Attila, Attila, okay. Attila, Atlanta, Georgia's finest. Oh, come on. You don't have to like Atlanta. Atlanta has better than that. Atlanta has Mastodon <laughs> and many other bands, way more than you'll ever have. Okay. Attila 11, holla at your... If I ever saw someone in that stupid shirt, Attila 11, holla at your board. Get out of here. Attila F, yeah, the Atlanta Braves knockoff. Someone from the Atlanta Braves Association needs to sue the crap out of Attila now. <laughs> Why has that not happened yet? Parental advisory, ex I will find... Yeah, there you go. Is that the one there, you were talking about? That's the one. Gretchen, please uh, say to the class what exactly is on that shirt. Do you want me to say it word for word, or do you want me to bleep it? You can bleep it. That's fine. Okay. Parental advisory. Explicit effing content. I will find your effing B and F her right in front of you. So this is the guy that says he's a family man, and he's not as bad as everyone says he is. He's a good guy. Oh... Yeah, family man, all right. I'd love to grow up and uh, see that this is what my dad... Uh, you know, used to, you know, sell. Uh, Atlanta outlawed. Shut up and listen. Just, and this is only a fraction of all the shirts, the stupid stuff they've had. And at the same oh, yeah. time, I've heard a lot of the scene girls because there's guys and girls that follow this. The, one of the catchphrases of the scene bands, the girls that like just swoon over these scene lead singers. Oh, I hope you just. I just want you to ruin my life so bad. Yeah. Right? And that's, I've seen that for many fans of them too. So, do we need to say anything else? Do we need to point out what the problem is with Attila? Attila should have been canceled a long time ago. 
Mm-hmm. I, the fact that Attila is can't is not completely done yet. I know they're still with their label. I know they just had their latest album come out last year and it did not sell well. Um, mm-hmm. What's next? What would you say is next? I've seen, I've saw someone else say online, like as a representative of Atlanta, we apologize for Attila. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> can't all be winners. It's not your fault. That's truly not your fault. Uh, uh, I think we've given enough time to Attila. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So state whatever thoughts you want mm-hmm. to about Attila. If you still love their music, if you think, oh, the music's just a joke, you're not supposed to take it serious, fine. That still does not mean everyone has to like it. And also, yeah. the pe- one of the people in the band that is making it is should be in jail. So... You know what? That's about it. That's all I have to say. Um, let's talk about some good things. That sounds nice, right? Good things in the world. I'm up like for that. Things. Exactly. So, oh man, I just lost, moved down everything. Sorry about that, folks. That's the problem with doing this live. So, some <laughs> other good news that happened um, in this past week. Just some more interesting stuff to look forward to. On uh, Mike Shinoda's Twitch from Linkin Park, he was just he just has a Twitch channel to talk about music, recording, mixing, video games, just little stuff. He said that there is at least one full song and other songs that have been fully recorded and mixed with Chester Bennington that were never released. Hmm. One of which is off of One More Lights, that series. Um, if I'm correct, if I can pull it up. Sorry, I hope everyone's still with me. I closed. I almost closed out of OBS. Um, like one oh, of the no. songs is called Friendly Fire and don't get too excited. Like it's going to come out tomorrow. It's not, it's probably going to be years before we hear it or it's actually released. But yeah, um, there are songs just like with Mark Mort released, um, the cross off with Chester Bennington and other songs that were released. Chester Bennington had a lot more work recorded that just has never been released yet. So we could see more Lincoln Park music that was recorded before Chester passed away in 2017. Mm. So you know what? Here's hoping we wow. get something like I I'm up for that. If it's finished music, not like unfinished vocal co- like vocal tracks, and they work on a late. If this was like unfinished, like this is fully finished music that was recorded and done before he passed away, that just never saw the light of day. Yeah, I want them to post that eventually. So that's just me, and the yeah. big yeah, and the big question that everyone asks is. Should Linkin Park tour again in the future and continue on without Chester? I don't know. Hmm. And Gretchen, you never saw Linkin Park live, did you? Did not. That's my one regret. Big old regret. I think we all have those right now. I can remember that summer. I remember when the tour was supposed to happen. I remember my mom is like my concert buddy. Um, And I remember looking at her and being like, hey, I know you're not, you know, too big into Linkin Park, but they were like my band in high school. Yeah. Um, And I was like, would you go with me? And she's like, absolutely. And the day I went to go by, also FYI, we're having a really bad thunderstorm here. So Okay, so if Gretchen crashes out. thunder and lightning. <laughs> I just, oh my gosh, I just heard it. That's intense. Yeah, okay. it's pretty bad here right now. Okay, go um, ahead. Go anyway. Ahead. Um, and the day I went to go buy tickets, um, the news broke. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, that's boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Is that intense? Um, I remember the day it happened, uh, because everyone knows I'm a huge Chris Cornell fan and Chester went out the same way. 
a few months after, and they were mm-hmm. very close to each other too, very close. If I'm correct, Chester was the godfather or other way around of one of the other's kids. Right. So when I found out, I remember my friend Mike in Florida, who Gretchen knows, I remember like mm-hmm. running up to him in the hall when I saw him at work and saying, Chester Bennington's gone. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was found. He literally went out the same way as Chris Cornell did. And Mike's first mm-hmm. response was pretty much the same. And I never got to see Lincoln Park live. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. So there you go about that. And then I was the one also to break the news to my friend Anna, who Gretchen also knows. Anna's a good friend of mine. And I was texting her about it because she hadn't heard yet. And I goes, I can't believe this about Chester. Same way. And Anna goes, what do you mean? Because she was a bigger fan of Chester and Lincoln Park than I was. Anna saw Lincoln Park. If I'm correct, she shot him. I'm not positive about that, but I know she was like, how big of a deal that was for her, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was something. So, not the best look at memory lane, but I still feel that Chester's music that has not seen the light of day, the finished tracks of whoever he worked with, I would like to hear those. Yeah. For whatever reason. And for those who are interested, uh, my patrons voted on my next video for an all-time favorite album video to talk about one of my favorites. Linkin Park's Meteora won significantly. A vast majority voted for Meteora. So my next video will be on the main channel looking at Meteora track by track and just talking about my memories with it and things like that. It's nothing super in-depth. I'm not going to be going about all 500 underground tracks that Linkin Park did at the time because the video would be an hour long and I don't want to do that. But I think Meteora still stands is one of my favorites, hands down. So keep, uh, keep, yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Uh, Gretchen, I know you followed Linkin Park forever, too. Do you have a favorite album or song by Linkin Park? Um, it could be more than one. Gosh. It doesn't have to be anything specific. I always come back to Breaking the Habit. Off Meteora, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will never forget... Um, the first time I like was first introduced to Lincoln Park, I was going to an all girls private school. I was a day student and, um, we were down in like the student lounge area that was specific for day students to just hang out during the day. Mm-hmm. And they had MTV on at back, back in the day where they actually played, you know, music 2003, videos. 2004, they the, were playing Lincoln say, Park. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if not two in the morning when everyone's asleep. It was like and, around two o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And they're not um, playing ridiculousness for 24 hours a day. <laughs> Let's not even talk That's about that. That's another argument. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but I'll never forget <laughs> that a bunch of girls um, were just chilling on the sofa watching MTV and Linkin Park was playing. And up until that point, I didn't really have a kind of music genre that I gravitated towards like i liked country because i grew up in the country um so that was the big thing and so just listening to that and then that moment was when i got into mtv and all that um so i don't know that that's like such a vivid memory um and then like i absolutely love the music video for breaking the habit Mm -hmm. it's got that anime style going on that was nominated for a lot of awards just on various it was so good um but um that was that was a difficult time for me personally was when i was at this all girls private school 
Um, and so once I discovered Linkin Park and Green Day, um, bands of that nature, mm-hmm. it, I just kind of fell into a music genre that I truly enjoyed. Um, and so I always link it back to being downstairs in the basement of the student lounge when I was like 14 years old um, and seeing them on MTV. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. See, that's a good memory for it, too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over my personal memory stuff like a quick one. I've always like the big song. I'll say which songs I love the most, but a good memory for one of the songs with Somewhere I Belong. And uh, as lame as this sounds, sometimes there were I would they would have dances at our church for the youth. And first mm-hmm. of all, I don't dance. Second of all, church dances. just No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And second of all, church dances themselves um, are awkward by nature. And the music they say is just a weird variety. Well, um, for whatever reason, the DJ played Somewhere I Belong. And this, this was like the summer of 2003. So Meteor had only been out for a few months. So mm. imagine me loving it. And then a bunch of very awkward, somewhat uptight, and, some, and many kids trying to be cool as possible. Um, all trying to figure out, what is this? To Linkin Park. Because Linkin Park was a big deal back then, but um, it like in the church dance crowd for the youth, not so much. So <laughs> that I, the reason why I bring that up, the music for Meteora in two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five was played mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, there's a reason why I went platinum many times, and I had so many number one singles. I mean, for good reasons too. So mm-hmm. I. And someone else brought up in the chat with a great point, then we'll move on. If Alice in Chains can live on with a William Duvall after Lane Staley passed, so can Linkin Park. And I add on to that. Yeah, that's a very fair point. And they have very well, too. If Static X can move on without Wayne Static, who have their new album coming mm-hmm. out, then Linkin Park should be capable of it also. So you know what? Yeah, well, that's let's, true. You know what? They are very creative men. Mike Shinoda is a creative genius. I would really add that label to him for all the stuff he's done because he's just not, yeah. he's not just the vocalist or instrumentalist. He is in depth with everything he makes for every album. So you know yeah. what? Here's hoping we get something good out of that. And uh, it's nice to talk about good things, not bad things. <laughs> so... Mm. Moving on, we'll do this quickly. I just want to point this out because everyone knows how big of a Deftones fan I am. This past weekend, it was the 20th anniversary of White Pony. That was my jumping on point for Deftones when I was a kid. Not a kid, I was a young teenager though, young teenager. And I bought it the day it came out while I was on vacation in Florida from a Sam Goody and loved it ever since. I had the poster hanging up in my bedroom. And I carried that poster to college with me too. That's how much I loved it. So... Deftones, I love to death. They're going to reissue White Pony on a double LP with a remix LP called Black Stallion. So you'll get the full LP of White Pony along with a second uh, vinyl of totally remixed songs. Like different artists will remix each song of White Pony. So I think that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm totally aware that Deftones are not for everyone. Deftones are... I love, but I get that everyone, not everyone's going to love them. It really does take time to get into. So um, I know many people who can't stand them. I know people that think they're boring. I know people that love them and stand by everything they do. So it's one of those bands where I've never heard anyone say they hate Deftones. That's what's kind of nice, though. 
I've, I've never heard anyone ever say, I hate Deftones. They suck. I've never heard that. So that's how you kind of have a distinction. So, yeah, someone yeah. listened during the watch party. Yeah, and I have my video that I'll post to when I ta- a few years ago when I made an ATF video for a white pony. So here's hoping that vinyl is not uh, available yet for pre-order. You better believe I'll be pre-ordering it. Um, if someone else gets it before I do, like if it's a limited release, you better believe um, I'll be on eBay trying to figure out how I can buy a new copy. I just don't want to have to pay hundreds of dollars. So, you know, there's that. And I love Deftones. And also a cool thing, Deftones' new album for 2020 has been completed. They're anticipating a fall release, so hopefully September-ish for their next album. And Gretchen will probably be sick of me talking about Deftones at that point in September. No. Mm. It's like I said to you this past weekend, Uh they definitely seem like an acquired taste. They are. Because I've talked to Gretchen um, about White Pony many, many, many times. And upon first listen, I think Gretchen, you pro- I, I, won't, I don't want to speak for you to, to a certain extent, but at the same time, I think Gretchen would agree with this for her reaction. The first time you hear White Pony, it's kind of hard to really make, what, make out what you're listening to. Yes. Is that a fair um, way to say it? Yeah, I, God, what day was it? It was Thursday mm-hmm. um, where I try, I, I listened to the album and I'm sitting there going like, I have no idea what oh, yeah. I'm listening to. There is a variety in that album, too, <laughs> of heavy, intense, and the most serene, slow music you can imagine. And that's what yeah, Def- I was. That's what Def Tones do. It was very do. confusing. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on which um, song you start with, too. If you start with Back to School, um, oh, yes. man, that's, that's, la- that's awful. I'm sorry. That's not how it should be. But you know um, what? Yeah, because I, I was listening to it on Spotify while driving. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was, a, and it, for some reason, Spotify likes to do shuffle for me and not just like. Right, from yeah. The Especially the on the phone. Here's the thing the original album did not have that song on it. They re- later remixed and released that song as a single and then oh. added it to the album. So I bought it on the first day it came out when that song was not listed. So. Oh. Yeah. And I point that out, too, on the ATF from years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. back to school. Uh, <laughs> just it, you, you don't need it. That's a good way to say it. I get people that like it, too. You just don't need it. So, And if you yeah. like back to school, mm-hmm. hey, that's fine. No problem there. I just saw Chris, uh, Chris in the chat say that. You know what? That's fine, too. I don't hate it. <laughs> you just don't need it. I don't think it stands out. It doesn't even come close to anything else on White Pony. So... Here's hoping for Deftones 2020. Um, I was supposed to have seen them twice by now this year at Sonic Temple and Welcome to Rockville. There go my dreams. Mm-hmm. And Deftones tour with Gojira and Poppy has been rescheduled for 2021. So we'll get a new album this year and hopefully a new tour next year. Think it's positive. And also thinking positive, there's bad news and good news on this. The good news is for all those people in Europe who were ex- super excited to see Evanescence and Within Temptation on the same tour together... Well, there's good news. You get to see them in 2021. But the bad news is that means they have confirmed that their 2020 tour they have been planning for a year has been postponed because of COVID. So they were holding on. They really thought they had a shot, but they have decided that they have to postpone until 2021. With Them Temptation is working on new music. They already released a single, Entertain You, which is great. I talked about that a few weeks back. Evanescence is supposed to have their new album out later this year of new, new stuff. Because they already released a few new songs. Gretchen and I 
talked about that, and um, Gretchen and I both had the exact same thoughts of, of oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were both, we, I, I don't want to speak for you, I was hoping for something more energetic and vibrant from Amy Lee, who has such a powerful mm-hmm. voice. And the song was not bad, but it was just kind of, mm. oh, was, all right, thanks. Yeah, same old, same old. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. It's like we've heard this before and yeah. before so. and before. <laughs> also for new music coming up, Bring Me the Horizon is planning to release a new single either this week or next week. Just a single. And this should not be, and this should be something brand new leading to new music that they're also working on. So keep an eye out for that. Papa Roach said that they will be releasing a new album in 2021. They've already been working on a lot of stuff in quarantine. They've been putting that time to use since they can't tour. Touring really is Papa Roach's favorite thing. So if you are Mm -hmm. a Papa Roach fan, get ready for that new one in 2021. Um, Other new music. We talked about the tour, unfortunately, for that. And we will now go to the Billboard Mainstream Top 3 of the Week. I forgot to do it last week. However, there weren't that many changes. However, I do want to do it this week. So looking at the Billboard Mainstream Hot Rock Tracks for the week ending in, let me make sure I have the dates right, June 27th, 2020, so the ending this week, the third number three song on Billboard is Unforgettable God by Godsmack. It's finally Jeez. leaving number one. However, it's, it's still, still high up there. Radio just can't get enough. At number two, a little bit off by Five Finger Death Punch. And Gretchen and I, yeah, and Gretchen and I, I, you know what? If it's going to be a Five Finger Death Punch song, that one's not the worst you could pick. So I like that one. Yeah, I know. Probably my favorite on the album. I remember off of off of (laughs) F eight. I remember you saying that too. So you know, again, if Mm -hmm. it's going to be a Five Finger Death Punch song, if that one's the one, fine. And number Mm -hmm. one is Sober by Bad Wolves making fourth, either their fourth or fifth number one song on Billboard. Okay. So, good for Bad Wolves. And people were saying they weren't sure if this second album, Nation, would have a ton of singles. Well, they're proving people wrong. And ever since last week when Tommy Vex kind of calmed down a bit, came back to earth, (laughs) they've been pretty quiet. And I think they already said months ago that they are working on album number three in quarantine since they can't tour. So again, yeah. they have a Patreon. Well. Yeah, they have a Patreon. They've been putting their time to good use. And Doc Coyle, the guitarist, is such a great follow on Twitter if you're interested. He says so many great things. He has his own podcast too. Please follow mm-hmm. Doc Coyle on Twitter. You will not regret it if you have a Twitter account. So um, here's hoping Tommy Vexed. I don't even know. Someone just said, can we follow Bad Wolves if Tommy isn't crazy anymore? I don't know. Let's, let's make sure the fire's put out. If that makes sense, I don't know. I was going to say, his Instagram usually is like one of the first things that, like, his posts and stuff are usually one of the first that I see when I go on Instagram. Yeah. But I haven't seen a whole lot recently. Ever since he took took that, uh, no, there is no black, white privilege. Yeah. Black, like, I've never seen racism myself video with the markers and stuff he took that down himself and we haven't heard a peep since so you know what that is improvement maybe whether he acknowledges it or not or he quietly just is keeping his thoughts to himself yeah maybe he's just taking a moment to kind of take a step back from social media because social media can really be such a evil thing it can and when Um, you're a big name like that when everyone's trying to get your attention and provoke you into saying something one way or another yeah that's 
again, Tommy had a lot of weird thoughts about that, like saying like bands are being pressured into promoting riots and protesting. I like, no, I don't think that's it at all. But right. So um, one cool thing I want to point out, because we were talking about Atlanta, how there are good bands from Atlanta, like Mastodon. Another great band that I love from Georgia, Seven Dust, who's still going strong. Um, the guitarist, Clint Lowry, who has his own solo album out also. He points out that the whole band, how the whole band feels about how they used to have the Confederate flag on some of their shirts and stuff, because they were a Southern band. Also, mm-hmm. LeJean Le Witherspoon Spoon is black. Mm-hmm. So, and they admit that using Confederate imagery was probably wrong in hindsight, and they do regret it. And that's not a band I would ever, ever consider having any racial undertones or having any issue about this. But at the same time, the fact that they ha- that they actually acknowledge it on their own, that's mm-hmm. that that really does say something about them. Like they really are. I've met a few of them. They really are the nicest of nice guys. Like they are the band that you do want the best for. Right. Which is awesome. Oh yeah, Baroness is from Savannah, Georgia too. Georgia has good rock bands come out of it and good metal bands. Gretchen knows how much I love Baroness. So. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So that's most of the news, I think. Um, Looking at everything else, it's been a wild past few months. And I know there's so much going on in the news world and the music world. And concerts are still in flux. Live Nation is really trying to put the screws to bands now going forward in 2021, saying they're going to charge the bands more overhead and a bigger bigger cut instead of charging for ticket prices and things like that or charging for other things oh man Mm. it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of renegotiating and it's gonna take a lot i'm really hoping in 2021 there's gonna be some kind of bill passed for like new businesses to start up i hope a lot of new venues start opening up in 2021 Mm -hmm. after after many close like independent venues because if that's the case that would be huge for everywhere because every single band that we love is going to be desperate to tour in 2021. Any yep, means they'll necessary. They'll come to your backyard. They will. They will play in the <laughs> middle of a park with no stage. They'll just play on the same grass that everyone's standing on. They don't care. At the same time, every band's going to be doing that. They're going to need venues to play at. Yeah. So here's hoping we get more and more and more venues popping up, independent ones, because like they're closing down right now. That's why I'm hoping in 2021, after hopefully people keep wearing their masks, the pandemic starts to die down and new places can open up and bands will have a place to play. Because Live Nation, well, the Live Nation big amphitheaters, they're always going to be around. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. But we need more independent venues. Well, and like, I'm just thinking about like how states are phasing now, like mm-hmm. going through the phases of opening back up. Like here in Virginia, we're entering phase three, July 1st. And part of that is saying social gatherings can include up to 250 people, Right. which don't even get me started. That's, oh God, such a bad idea. But does that mean like smaller venues technically could start opening back up since that's like more than their capacity? Right. If they can cap it. I think if they cap it and like cap like 50% attendance places, then they might have Mm -hmm. a shot. I think even the bands would be up for that too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something also, because there's so many bands that live in areas that people don't realize, you know? Yeah. So I think that's possible. 
It's just interesting yeah. to see that we're, we're getting to these big numbers again. And it's like, oh, so places can actually like start maybe yeah. getting quote unquote back to normal. I mean, personally, I think this is a bad idea and we're going to see a spike again and it's just going to be all downhill and 2020 is out. Yeah. But and we're talking about the U.S. too. It's going to be very different in Europe and other places in South America. South America is really struggling right now, especially in Brazil. In the U.K., it's wildly different rules than we have. Like, there's like restaurants and bars and stuff. If I'm correct, can be open, mm-hmm. but they're still saying you can't get like procedures done, uh, like tattoos, and you can't go to certain yeah. like events. So it's going to be different country to country, and also state yeah. to state in the United States. State. So yeah. Gretchen, like is in Virginia right now, just outside of Richmond. Virginia has done a great job and they're having less and less and fewer cases. Missouri mm-hmm. is wildly different. First of all, the difference between Missouri and Virginia, Virginia is thoroughly populated. Like the population is spread out throughout the state. Missouri right. is not. There's a lot of people in St. Louis and Kansas City, which are two big cities. And the rest of Missouri mm-hmm. is nothing. I mean, you get the farm communities, you get the occasional college town, and there's hours of nothing in every direction. However, in the rest of Missouri, outside of St. Louis and Kansas City, is the diehard religious right who are furious that they have to wear masks. And now, because of all that partying that was a few weeks back at the Lake of the Ozarks, um, and all the Memorial Day stuff, Missouri has a huge uptick in cases. Yeah. And it's been proven, too, why Gretchen and I make jokes like, make, wash your hands and wear a mask. It's now proven. You can look at the yeah. maps updated on CNN and whatever news site you follow. The southern states that opened way too early, especially Arizona, mm-hmm. that opened way too early, and the states that are having issues with wearing masks are the states mm-hmm. that are having massive upswings. Florida is yep. going to be an epicenter. Oh, God, yeah. And now that the RNC is going to be in Jacksonville, where I used to live, Jacksonville is the biggest, <laughs> most populated city in Florida. And they're not requiring people to wear masks at that closed-door event that's going to be sold out. Oh, God, they're not requiring? I mean, nope. I'm sure there would be people going. There will be people wearing it. masks, but at the same time, no, they're not requiring it. And Jacksonville has had a massive spike over the last few weeks already because people don't wear them in Florida, period. Protesters, oddly enough, do. And there are people coming up from Orlando to protest in Jacksonville. So there's going to be a massive amount of protests at that RNC. There's going to be a massive amount of uh, people supporting the RNC. And it's going to be a big mess in Jacksonville, Florida. And two things. One, I'm glad I moved out a few years ago. Two, it's I'm very worried about Florida in general now. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because Gretchen and I want to go to Disney World in October. But that's besides the point. Please let it happen. I know, I know. But at the same time, <laughs> what I'm getting at is the cities that are doing better with wearing their masks, even the cities that have had huge protests like up north, mm-hmm. they're still seeing a decline in cases because people are wearing their masks even when they go outside. Wear yeah. your mask. It's not hard. Wear your mask. It's not that hard. Make it a fashion statement. Put get a band mask too. So many bands have them. Make it fun. You don't have to wear the cloth or that paper one. Get a cool mask. I have a St. Louis Blues mask. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah, someone just said Texas is. Yeah, I can't even imagine what Texas is like right now. Texas is an anomaly too because it's the second or third most populated state. But you have so many huge, massive cities in Texas, and you also mm-hmm. have hours of nothing. Because Texas yeah. is so big. 
So regardless, if I'm correct, either Texas governor or Dallas's mayor, whatever one it is, is so anti um, keeping things closed. They just want the economy to open up any means necessary, even if that means people die. It's the Sammy Hagar approach. If you if people are aware, Sammy Hagar made a big statement saying he would rather die than let the economy die in the U.S. I saw that. Oh my god! Really, Sammy? Really? That you, that was a brilliant thing to say, Sammy. Even if you die, that's not going to save the economy. The economy nope. is not so bad to the point now. Also, coming from you, former singer of Van Halen and solo artist, you think the economy is <laughs> going to affect you? No. Uh, there's so many things wrong with that. Uh, uh, no, you know what? I'd rather let everyone older than me die than, than have to have Olive Garden on limited hours. <laughs> uh, uh. You know... <sighs> I don't even know what else to say other than we all want concerts back. We want music back. I mean, there's so many albums that were pushed. Like Creeper was one of my favorite albums to look forward to. That got pushed back to the end of July. Understandably, Lamb of God's album that I just did the album review on the main channel, that was pushed back a month. Understandably. We want new music. We want concerts back. Everyone wants normality back. I'm still furloughed. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job, a day job if I don't. Maybe I'll try to make YouTube and rock the full-time thing if people keep supporting it. But you know what? Time will tell. In the meantime, do what Gretchen says. Wash your <laughs> hands and wear a mask. Wear your dang mask. Exactly. It's not hard. And make it fun. You can make it fun. Get a cool mask. Also, that way, no one can actually know if you're laughing at them at Target. That is true. Yeah. So... <laughs> If you go to Target and you see someone not wearing a mask and you are, you can just mouth off to them and they won't know what you're saying. Yeah, I know that's childish, but it's a positive. <laughs> that's childish. Yeah, you know. Speaking of childish, um, I was a child in Gretchen's latest video. And I just want to plug this because it was just posted today <laughs> on Gretchen's channel. And I'll link this on in the comments t tomorrow and on GetRock.net when I post this. On Gretchen's channel, there's a special video called Boyfriend Changes My Piercings, and I changed piercings for the first time in my life. And I'll let Gretchen describe what she thinks very briefly, but the video is worth checking out. Gretchen, could you describe what we did just in a little bit better detail? Uh, basically, what we did is I had Luke. Um, if you don't know, I have a channel where I talk a lot about piercings and tattoos uh, for the majority of my videos. Um, and so someone had suggested several months ago to do a boyfriend changes my Pearson's video. And so basically I got him to change a few of my Pearson's, not all of them though. Only ones that I yeah. personally felt comfortable doing It was a total, um, that were it, on the outer part of my ear. Yeah. It was a total um, of seven piercings between yep. two ears. So, yep. So and, uh, it was very entertaining. I've the people that have commented so far seem to have liked it. I'll link to that. Uh, go Gretchen on YouTube. Just type in G E A U X Gretchen, and yep. it should be the first thing that pops up. Or just type in "boyfriend changes my piercings" on the YouTube search. It should pop up too. So yeah. I will link to all that. Please keep uh, notified on my socials if you want news updates and stuff. That way, when I post this, you can see video links and everything. It's at Rocknet on Facebook and Twitter. 
And if you want to check out my concert photography, it's at GetRocked.net. But if you just type in Rocked on any of them, it should be the first that pops up. So, other than that, thank you all for tuning in, especially if you tuned in live on the YouTube stream. Thank you for listening on Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Apple, Google. However you do it, we really do appreciate this. We love doing this. Mm-hmm. There will become a time where we have more to talk about. And hopefully it'll be all be cool, awesome, good stuff. Festival memories, concert, live stage, live stuff, new music, everything. So thank you guys again. And Gretchen, do you have anything you would like to close out on? Oh, the same old thing that's just going to be the theme for 2020. What's that, wash Gretchen? Your hands, <laughs> wash your hands and wear your damn mask. I feel like that's not difficult, but we need to keep hammering that home. One more we time. Really do. One more time. One more time. Wash your hands and wear your damn mask. Thank you. I ended it right at that last.